And we are the Extra Sisters, so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 156, and in this episode we're going to talk about a film from 1986 called The Hitcher. And this is both of our first time seeing this film, but I had heard about this, but Kristen was telling me right before we started she's seen it on a lot of lists, so that is why it is on our list. Mm -hmm. Especially you guys have heard me talk about the... A scariest movie moments the hitcher is on there and i had always i like road trip movies horror movies for some reason so i always wanted to watch it what particular i mean we'll get there like but i'm curious like what particular moment was on the the moments list it was when she was tied up to the truck okay yeah yeah <laughs> which i once again we'll get to it but i kind of agree i was reading some reviewers talking about how it was a great movie but being a horror movie, by the time you get to some of these scenes, you don't see any graphic anything. And it's a horror movie. It's like you took all the weight out of it. Yeah, they definitely chickened out. Yeah. Which, you know, I I kind of get it in a sense because what they were setting up in some of these cases was extremely graphic. Like, mm -hmm. So basically, the premise of this film is fairly simple, except the character is complex. So... The premise is a hitchhiker serial killer. Mm -hmm. Easy enough. But the way that they set up the character of this hitchhiker is it's almost, I kept thinking of him as he's almost kind of like Michael Myers-esque. You know, like in, in the way that he's, it's almost like he feels superhuman in this movie. Yes, exactly. I like, okay, not to give anything away, but to give it away. I really liked this movie. And that's part of what I liked about it is he scared the fuck out of me, honestly, because he was a real Michael Myers. Like he was going to get out of anything and you need to double tap his ass because he's probably alive. Like you can't just hit him at the car. You got to fucking shoot him in the head. I think even though this was the 80s and it'd be a lot harder to do today, but not impossible, just improbable. One of the scariest things about like this character is that he was able to go pretty much undetected from the law. So eventually mm -hmm. they do catch him and they run his fingerprints. He has no name, no ID. He's really untraceable, undetectable, has no record, no history. They have no idea who he is. So pretty much in order to find him, they'd have to rip his teeth out of his mouth. And he's been framing another person this whole time, just like following behind him and getting this kid, C. Thomas Howell, our main character, getting him in trouble, which right. also seems so plausible. Like, how are you going to deny that it wasn't you that did this when he's pointing right to you with all of this, this evidence? And he's not just framing this kid for murders. He's also literally killing cops and blaming this kid. Mm -hmm. So not only are the cops like, oh, you're killing people. The cops are like, you're killing us. So yeah, they especially want this kid not just caught, but the cops want him dead too. Mm -hmm. So the way this starts is our main character, the not the murderer, 
but his name is Jim. He is on a road trip from Chicago to San Diego, and he sees a man hitchhiking in the rain, and we're in Texas, in the Texas desert, and he decides to pick him up for a couple reasons. One, it's raining, and this poor guy's on the side of the road, but other than that, he keeps falling asleep at the wheel, so it's kind of like, well, at least if there's somebody else with me, maybe I won't fall asleep. Right. Which, that's a fair assessment, but, like, don't Mistake. pick Big. up hitchhikers. <laughs> yeah. My mother has done this, and she's picked up hitchhikers, but they're always, like, the little old ladies in their church outfits walking mm -hmm. home in the Texas heat, and I'm like, yeah, but also... Don't do that. Yeah. And she's also picked up a couple like young women and like one of them stole her debit card. And I was like, yeah, well, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I know you were just trying to be nice, but like, right. even if people are addicts and struggling, like they will pretty much do anything they, they need to, to, to survive, you know? So when he picks up this hitchhiker, obviously we know like as the viewers, because we know it's called the fucking hitcher, right? Right. Fucking, <laughs> that right? it's you know him. Yeah, and he basically immediately starts being creepy and, like, they pass a car and Jim was not really going to do anything, but he kind of gets curious and starts looking at it. And this hitchhiker doesn't really have a name, but he says his name is John Ryder. So that's right. the name that he has in the film. So John Ryder is the hitchhiker. Yeah, but it definitely seems like an alias of some sort. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, because Ryder, like a hitchhiker. Right, exactly. And John, like John Doe, like. Yeah, okay. right. So John pushes his leg down on the accelerator and, like, makes him go past the car. And he's like, what the fuck? And they're just, like, laughing together. And you're, like, feeling so bad for this kid, right? Because you're like, stop. When's stop he going to kill him? Like stop it. Yeah. <laughs> And then he starts, like, threatening him with a switchblade, and Jim asks him what he wants, and he says, I want you to stop me. So this is, like, a big game to him, and obviously mm -hmm. he does this a lot. Like, he's definitely a seasoned serial killer. Right. He literally says that this, it was a VW bug that they drove past when he pushed his foot down on the accelerator, that he sliced that guy's legs off. And so, his arms. And then beheaded yeah. him. Yeah. So it's like, did he give him the same ultimatum? Like, I want you to stop me. Yeah. And like, it seems like he really wants to challenge people is kind of the feel that you get. Mm -hmm. Like, he really does want people to put up a fight and he gets so annoyed when they don't. And he's like, all right, fine. You're not worthy. Like, I'm going to fucking kill you now. Right. You know? And so when Jim realizes that he never put on a seatbelt and the door is still kind of open, he just pushes him out the door. But you're like, okay, well, we know this isn't over because this is only the first, like, 15 minutes of the movie <laughs> right. right so jim keeps driving and he's just vibing you know especially like in west texas i'm assuming this is west texas that's what it looks like to me these roads like there's one lane in one direction and one lane in the other direction that's really it like you've driven through west texas with me you know the drill and yeah i'm confused though why he goes all the way from chicago down to texas and over like there are other roads that cut through yeah i was also thinking that there was probably a more efficient way to take that but mm -hmm. maybe he just went the long way <laughs> i have no idea to keep the car and just have a road trip maybe. yeah 
Because he is delivering this car from mm-hmm. Chicago to San Diego. It's not his car. So that's what he's doing. So he's like behind this other car and he's kind of like this little kid's pretending to like shoot at him, you know, like it. it's like a cute little game, except mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably won't like if I have kids, like teach them that shooting people is a fun game. <laughs> yeah. Like that's weird. Don't do that. We see this in a lot of eighties movies though. Yeah. You notice definitely. that? Yeah. Boomers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when he like, he kind of starts like smiling at the kid and playing back. And then he sees that John is in the family car and he knows like that, that family is going to get slaughtered. Yeah. And it's a whole ass family. It's like, mom dad two kids you know it's gonna be bad yeah it's really sad and he tries to warn them like he goes to the lane next to them which remember is like he's on the wrong side of the road so he's going into oncoming traffic but there's not really anybody around at first but he hits a bus like it's not super bad he kind of just like scrapes it a little bit but then he just kind of keep he turns around And keeps going. But then later he does come across the family's car and he walks up to them. And they are all dead. Yeah, you see blood is dripping out of the car onto his shoe. And I don't mind little things like that. Like, I didn't want to see the family slaughtered. But, like, if you keep doing that, later on we see a woman tied up to a truck. Like, and I'm, I'm not saying I want to see her pulled apart, but maybe show a little bit more of it instead of going to black screen. Like, we waited this long. Well, yeah, because, like, a kill like this, movies do that a lot. It's, like, a precursor to the horror that is coming. Mm-hmm. And you're also setting up your killer's brutality. Right. Like, this person is going to show absolutely no mercy. Yeah, they killed two kids. Exactly. Brutally. This is a textbook, like, psychopath that is not in any sort of treatment or you know, mm-hmm. in therapy, like fuck all that shit. Right. You know, this is definitely somebody that is out to, they've, they've killed, they, I don't know how they got their first kill, but they did. And they've just been on a spree since. Exactly. You know, this is one of those things also where you don't get the, the killer's backstory at all. Mm-mm. He just is, he exists as he exists, which also makes him scarier in that way too. Exactly, especially as a hitchhiker, because who knows how many people he's done this to. Well, and we also see that after this, we get to an abandoned gas station, and he's our Jim is trying to find a phone to report this to, and he meets, he gets cornered by Ryder, and it's it's really so he gets cornered there. And he doesn't do anything to him. And that's when this whole relationship between the two of them starts, because it's definitely a relationship. It's really, it's an, it's an interesting dynamic between the two of them, because this is probably the only person, Jim is probably the only person that's ever bested him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Kicked him out of the car where he hasn't just been able to just kill them and move on or mess with them, kill them and keep going. Right. So it's like, there's a little bit of respect there, but I'm still going to try to kill you later. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So at the abandoned gas station, Ryder corners him, but then tosses him 
his keys. Like he took him out of his car. For some reason, he didn't fucking take his car keys. Like there's not a killer around here somewhere. Right. Exactly. That's not why you're going here. He does do some really dumbass things. Yes. Like knowing there's this brutal killer on the loose that probably wants to kill you because you yes. got away. It's not like a get out of jail free card, you know? Exactly. Like there's still pride there. He tosses him his keys and then he leaves with a trucker. And so Jim knows that that trucker is now going to get it. <laughs> like, yep. So our body count just keeps raising. So it's, we know about five and now this trucker makes six because we had the first guy that was in the beetle and that's Mm -hmm. where he picked him up from. We have the family of four and now Mm -hmm. we have this trucker. And there's a woman in the middle middle seat. So seven. I didn't even see her to be honest. (laughs) So yeah. So really we have a body count of seven at this point. And again, we're still at the, like, act, I would say act one, maybe move, we're moving into act two. Yes. I was really surprised, like, how many different pieces there were to this film. I kept going, it's got to be over right now. Yeah. It just kept going. So Jim actually sees him again because he's st- he's trying to go after this trucker, but he's also, and he's not really, it's not like a big red trucker. It's just like a guy in a truck. Just a, yeah. like it's, it's just like, like a, a yee yee. Yeah, like a <laughs> like a big truck. <laughs> like so he go he's trying to go after this truck, but then like he that doesn't he doesn't make it. So then he gets to another gas station and he almost like it's all these gas stations are like weirdly like abandoned. Like which is so funny to me because knowing West Texas, all these people would have run out of gas by now. Right. There's like nowhere to get gas. And if all the gas stations are just like shut down, nobody's getting gas. Nobody's going to be driving that long. (laughs) You got to get gas somewhere. And none of these places are open. Like, yeah. And this is the part that really makes it feel like Michael Myers. When you go to these gas stations and you find out that the hitcher's already been there and already killed these people. Yeah. Yep. And he when he's like at this gas station, it's like all quiet and stuff. And then this truck just like flies out of this garage and runs him down, knocks over these pumps. So there's just gas spewing all over the place. And he drops a match in it and it explodes. Jim runs away and he barely makes it because like even his car catches on fire. Yes. Hi. He's a braver man than me because he's covered in gasoline and his car is on fire and you're driving really fucking fast. I would not like you're going to your car is going to explode. What are you doing? Yeah. Like at this point, I would just and he actually does get to this point of like, I just want to die at this point. Like uh-huh. he's obviously fucking with you and the end goal is to kill you and your car is on fire. There's no one around. And if there are people around, he's killing them. Right. So at this point, eh, like, you know, and the way that he's going to kill you is probably not going to be great. So not that any way of being killed is going to be great, but you know, like there are ways that I could probably figure this out for it to be like a little better for me. Yeah. Like, I mean, he comes to a fucking diner and he doesn't want to tell this poor woman because he's like, you're going to fucking die. Or like he 
the dumb thing he fucking holds up cops at one point and it's like okay so now you're gonna kill these poor cops which he does and it's you can't trust anybody you can't tell anybody because they're gonna be dead soon right yeah like when he does uh, he gets at the diner next he meets this girl nash and calls the police and he realizes that Ryder is there because he finds a finger in his food Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like he's this guy's not subtle you know no the police actually arrest him because Ryder's framed him for all these murders that they found just along the highway yeah and there's a finger in his fucking food (laughs) also that and the police actually say this guy can't be guilty like when they find him like because he's like i'm just taking this car across like the country you can call the car people and they're not open you can call my brother he doesn't answer like Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't have an id because you know the car fucking exploded like (sighs) right all this stuff but they do lock him up anyways. And then when he wakes up the next morning, his cell door is unlocked and all the cops are dead. There's like a dog like eating one of the dead cops. Yeah. And it looks like they had some sort of shoot off or something, but it didn't matter. So this is another like he's so Michael Myersy. There's no way he wasn't hit at least once and it doesn't fucking matter. He's just so precise. He's like a killing machine. Yeah. He's incredibly efficient mm-hmm. he's scary yeah but he's like obviously playing with this guy it's almost like he's playing chess with this kid yeah like he could have killed him while he was fucking asleep in the cell but instead he unlocked it so he get out yeah because he's not done with his buddy yet yeah like it's like a a little kid with a friend you know can he stay right. over longer you know what i mean like right i want him to spend the night for another night or something like yeah, you'll be gone eventually, but for now, I'm having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So when he 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 freaks out, obviously, and leaves, but he gets a revolver. And at a gas station, this is, you know, he takes two, he sees two officers and takes them hostage and speaks to a captain and the officer in charge of the manhunt for him on the radio and he's like convinces him to surrender. Fucking the the hitcher pulls up behind him and kills the two officer and crashes the car. And then he just disappears. Yep. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm not gonna give you he's not gonna give him the opportunity to convince anyone that it's not him either. Because the cops did doubt that it was him. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have anyone else, but they were like, I don't think it could have been this kid. Like, come on. Yeah, but now he has a gun because he just held up these cops, even though we do find out it has no bullets in it. But he has a gun, and these two cops were killed with a gun. So, of course, now it looks like he fucking did it. Yeah, the whole time I was thinking, like, okay, yeah, you didn't do anything, but now it doesn't really matter if you didn't do anything because you have all these other charges. Uh Uh-huh. Literally, that was me. I was like, okay, but you're still going to go to jail for holding up two cops. And kidnapping a woman. Like stealing their weapon. Like, yeah, there's just like, oh, and he ends up on the run from them and a fugitive. God. Yeah, like you're still going to jail. And a bunch of cops die in pursuit of him because of what he does. Yes. Yeah. No, it's a fucking mess. Mm -hmm. And like at the end, I'll get, we'll get to it later, but like 
he just kind of gets off scot-free because they're like, we're sorry. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. No fucking way. You would still mm-hmm. have to answer for everything that you did. Like, even if he shouldn't have had to, I'm sure that you can't just shoot at a cop, even though they're wrong, and then be like, yeah, we're sorry. We were wrong. It's okay that you, like, shot at us. Right. Exactly. Pretty sure that's and not they, how that works. They do. Like, when they're out running or when they're trying to get away from them they're shooting out the window at these cops it's only one shot but at the same fucking time you can't just fucking do that yeah no 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 so now we have a bunch of dead people i don't even remember the body count at this point (laughs) but like because i don't remember how many fucking cops he killed yeah well and there were the two gas stations we have no idea how many people were even there right but it's a lot it's like more than 10 yeah like it it is a crazy body count at this point this is more than any slasher film yeah yeah which but it doesn't feel like obviously it's unrealistic but the movie doesn't feel like it's over the top like it is but it doesn't feel you're not just like whatever the whole time agreed like the fact that he keeps getting out of these things like a cop shootout it is a little crazy but at the same time you can kind of see how maybe he came in the back door and things like that like he is this he is the serial killer you could almost see a ted bundy or something getting away with a lot of this also i'm not trying to like Oh, no, I am. Okay, never mind. These mm-hmm. cops are West Texas, podunk. Like, they don't <laughs> deal with this kind of shit. Right. They're not prepared. No. Yeah, exactly. It's like they don't – this isn't like a big city like L.A. or New York where – and even then, like, they're not expecting, like, somebody to just come in and start, like, you know, taking them all out. But, like, they would be more prepared than these cops that are just like chilling, you know, having their coffee and just fucking whatever shooting the shit about life. Yeah. They're yeah. Aren't ready. They're not prepared for this shit. They don't no. know how to handle that. So after the, it crashes, this is actually where we get to a point where he does start to c- consider suicide. He actually holds the gun up to his, I think he puts it in his mouth briefly. And then he's like, nah, it's fine. We're we're not going to do this yet. I would I'd be like, you know what? He's not going to let me go. He's always three steps ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And he's just playing with me like I'm a toy. I just right. wouldn't want to give him the satisfaction. Right? Like, he's going to kill me. So I'm just going to do it myself. And then, but I don't have that much of a in me <laughs> like yeah, I just exactly don't have the confidence that I would win it because mm-hmm. this is like a seasoned professional I'm just some kid that was driving a car you know exactly like what am I I don't gonna do about a killer nothing <laughs> if the cops aren't doing anything literally multiple cops a fucking cop shop can't take this guy down yeah mm-mm So he walks into this random cafe and he just sits down and asks for coffee. And then he's just kind of got his head in his hands and like he looks up and this guy just like snuck into his booth. And like he's not even like this loud, like, you know, bit larger than life. He he, like sneaks into a lot of places. Obviously, he snuck into the police station. Like Mm -hmm. he literally sat in this kid's booth at a diner and he didn't notice. 
Right. That's how sneaky this guy is. And then when he looks up, John Ryder is sitting in front of him and he's like, I'm going to shoot you under the table. And he's like, your gun's not fucking loaded. And he like goes to shoot him and it's not. So he leaves him several bullets. He's like, let's play. Let's raise the stakes a little bit. Mm -hmm. Here's some bullets for your gun. What are you going to do about it? And then he leaves. And that's where it's like so interesting because the whole time you're thinking like, what is the end game for this killer? Like what's the angle? But he finally met someone who he could play with a little bit, who was maybe not an equal opponent, but more so than anyone else he'd ever met because he pushed him out of the car. He did something about it, about his own life. Like he took it into his own hands. He didn't just let, roll over and let this guy kill him. Exactly. So now John Ryder is going to have fun with that. Right. And every time he puts him in a situation, he keeps coming out of it. Like the fucking fire when he, you know, blew up all the gas pumps, the kids still managed to get out of that. So obviously that's a pretty fun, fun person. It's like cat and mouse and the mouse just keeps running away. The cat's yeah. going to continue to be on the hunt and it's fun for the cat, you know? Right. Like it's really satisfying when you finally get the mouse after, you know, a couple days or whatever. But the whole time you've been, uh, the cat's been like alert and running around the house and like excited about it, mm -hmm. you know? And then they drop it on your doorstep. And it's like, Ugh. right. Yeah. But they're real proud of themselves. So he see there is a bus pulls up and he gets on the bus. And when he gets on the bus, there is the woman that he met at the diner previously named Nash. And he, okay. If somebody did this to me, I would be like, Oh no, you're absolutely the killer. <laughs> like, you're crazy. Right. He like bum rushes her into the bathroom and holds a gun to her. And he's like, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't do it. And I'd be like, okay. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, you're looking very suspicious, dude. Everything you're telling me right now is really sus. I'm pretty sure you did. Like, <laughs> right. the way you're acting right now tells me that you killed a bunch of people. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, like, you have snapped, and I'm pretty sure it's because you're, like, just have lost it, but... Right, but she just believes him because they had this, like, small little talk at the diner before. She's just like, I know who you are. You're a good person. What? He's so pretty. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Pretty people don't kill people. That's the opposite. But whatever. That's why Ted Bundy <laughs> clearly never did a thing. Right, exactly. He's not even cute. But you sh Ted Bundy? Yeah. <laughs> you should have been his fucking attorney. Be like, pretty people don't kill people. Look at him. <laughs> He's an attractive white man. Do you think he could do anything wrong? Come right, on. Right, exactly. The United States says nay. <laughs> he on. wants to be a lawyer. Come on, people. Yeah. Like, he's <laughs> never going to be. He's never going to actually do it. But, like, he wants to. <laughs> that counts for something in this country. Right. Especially for a white man. Jesus, yeah. Well, it does. I know. Anyways. So... When he gets on the bus, he act Nash comes around and like they sit together for a while, but then the cops figure out that he's on that bus and they come up and they're like super pissed because those cops are dead. 
and then like the cops at the station, the cops that were in the car, because remember they were talking to him on the radio. So they knew that he was in the car with those cops. Right. Mm-hmm. And now they're dead. So, and they were shot dead. Yep. They didn't just get into an accident. They were shot dead. So these cops are furious. So they get him out of the bus and they're like, one of them is like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like he, he, the other cop was like, hey, you shouldn't fucking do that. And he's like, no, no, I want to kill this motherfucker basically. (laughs) Right. And when he walks out, he says, I'm going to surrender. But the officer is like, you killed our colleagues and I'm going to kill you. But then Nash comes out with the loaded revolver and threatens the cops. And I was like, girlfriend, he, this man is not worth it. What you just did here Dude, right? is going to put you in prison. Yes. So she actually like shoots her gun up in the air, I think, or something like, but she, or she cocks it. I don't remember, but she basically makes the officers drop their weapons and she steals their car with Jim. And I'm like, okay, first of all, a couple, well, two things here. If you don't die, you're going to be thrown in prison. Correct. This whole fucking scene right here. And then they get into this whole police chase. The cops are shooting at them and they're shooting to kill. Mm -hmm. They're not shooting out their tires. They're like shooting at them. And they're trying to like kind of start shooting back at them. But then she drops the gun and it's like, girl, But then Ryder joins the chase and murders the officers by causing this huge car accident. Like cars are rolling over. It's nuts. And then he just shoots the fucking helicopter and sends the chopper down. What the fuck? Literally like Michael Myers on steroids. He's insane. Yeah. Because like they get rid of the cars initially and then... Like, they're just vibing for a little while, and then they end up seeing a helicopter, and then he shoots the helicopter down. Yeah, what the shit? Yeah. With just a little pistol. Revolver, like, just shoots at the blades, and it goes down. Like, I don't even know if that's possible, but he managed to do it. Yeah. I don't know, man. So then Jim and Nash leave this patrol car, because they can't really drive it anymore anyways. And they go to a motel. And, like, okay, I know that we need a love scene because what's a movie without, like, they don't have sex or anything, but, like, what's a movie without a romance, right? Right. Listen, no man (laughs) is worth, I don't care how much you think this kid is innocent. Talk to him about it when he's been cleared. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're in this motel together. Like if you had been his long-term girlfriend or something, I would get it. If you were on that road mm-hmm. trip with him the whole time, I would get it. Absolutely. I do not get this. Literally, when I watched the this scene that's coming up on Scariest Movie Moments, I was like, oh, it must have been like his long-term girlfriend or something. And then watching the film, I'm like, it's just a girl he met in a diner for 10 minutes? What the fuck? Exactly. Like it's really sad. Like obviously – he cared about her and I would try to save someone too. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, good Lord. So they're in this motel and they're like laying next to each other. And she wants to, first she wants to call her dad and he's like, absolutely fucking not. Like, don't tell anyone that we're here. And that's fair. 
you know, because then the he's immediately going to call the cops. Like I would too. It's fair, except, you know, the audience, we're watching a horror movie and we understand that she's going to die here soon. So call your fucking dad. Yeah, right. Or if she doesn't die, like she's going to be used as a like bargaining chip or right or she's going to get the cops called on them and the cops are going to show up and kind of ruin everything or you know things like that like right which kind of all of that happens right it's kind of good the cops showed up though because then they could see what was actually going on exactly they see the fucking hitcher finally but what happens is jim goes and takes a shower and he has gotten into their motel room and so she is sleeping and this was actually really scary and you know what this actually reminded me a lot of his character Hmm. Robert De Niro in Cape Fear yes absolutely like I know this movie came before Cape Fear I think Cape Fear came out in like 91 or 94 I think it was 91 though well the original Cape Fear came out in the 50s I think right but the Robert De Niro one like Mm -hmm. Reminded me so much of that character because he was like unstoppable and like just showed up everywhere and they couldn't do anything. They even went out on a fucking boat and he got there, you know, Mm -hmm. and these characters like went to this random motel and he just ended up in their room and they had no idea. And so he takes Nash and Jim goes out there and she's just fucking gone. And by the time Nash finds her, actually the cops intercept Jim and because, you know, she called her dad while he was in the shower, told her, told him where she was, and he called the cops and told them where they were, which, yeah, but, you know. Right. But before the cops even intercept him, he's going towards a lot of cars are just racing by and they're cop cars and the lights are going. And there's like three or four of them that we see race by and you're sitting there in the audience going, fuck, this has got to be bad then. Yeah. Or they just know that um, he keeps killing cops, so they need to pull out all the stops. <laughs> right, exactly. like. So he's, like, trying to hide from the cops at first, and he just grabbed, like, the towel bar off of the wall in the shower as his weapon, and you're like... But mm. I liked that. That was smart. Yeah, he knows at this point. He's like, yeah, gotta, gotta grab a weapon. Yeah, I gotta do something. So the cops do find him in between a bunch of 18-wheelers, because this is, like, a truck stop motel kind of thing, mm-hmm. and they grab him... And they're like, we need your help. And you're like, that's different. <laughs> right. That That's not the energy we were bringing to the table earlier. And then you figure out that they're bringing different energy to him because they know that he's not the problem. So he has tied Nash up between the cab of an 18-wheeler and the trailer of an 18-wheeler, it looks like. But yeah. basically... She's tied up, and if he moves that cab of the the truck, she's just going to, like, be ripped into pieces. Right. So, and if they shoot him, his, his foot's going to come off the clutch, and the cab's going to roll forward. So it's still going to happen. Right. So it's just a really bad, really bad thing. Yeah, it sucks. Because, again... You've only known this dude for a day, and now you're going to die for it. Yeah. Which, 
that's obviously not what she meant. She, he's a good dude and he's innocent and she's just trying to help and it's not her fault, but it's like, you just put yourself in the middle of something so incredibly dangerous. Correct. For a dude. I'm a little frustrated in the fact that the cops don't really do anything though. Like they yeah, tell they, him to they go put in the all truck. On him. Yeah. They tell him to go in the truck and talk to the hitcher. The hitcher just wants him to shoot him, and he's like, well, no, because then she'll die, and he gets all pissed off. But while he's having this conversation, the cops easily could go over with fucking a knife and cut her down or something. And I know that he's everywhere, and he's probably watching them, but you could it's the middle of the night. You could have somebody sneak under the trailer. Like, there's options to at least try to save her. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. I was thinking just cut her down from her wrists. Yeah, because which, he's I'm, so focused on Jim. Yes. Well, it would suck. Like, if he gets away, then she's still going to die because, you know, he's going to drag her head across the fucking ground. But if you hurry the fuck up, maybe you can get both. Yeah. Or at least try instead of standing there watching her get pulled a fucking part. Yep. But if, you know, they cut her wrist and then they shoot him they would have time to put his foot back on the brake. Even if she did start dragging a little bit, they would still be able to treat her injuries. That's true. It's not like he would go 60 miles an hour if he died. It would just roll a little bit. You know what I That's mean? That's true. So I get why they didn't do it to begin with. But once you have Jim in the fucking cab, do something. I would just ask them to shoot me. Right? Literally, I would rather fucking be shot in the head than be pulled the fuck apart. I mean, I know that they can't do that, but I would be like, y'all are going to let me be pulled apart right now. So you might as well just mercy kill me. Right. Especially because she's already been being yanked. Like he, he'll pull his foot off just a little bit to like prove that he's going to do this. So she's already screaming. She's already yelling because it's already hurting. I would, yeah. Fucking shoot me. Yeah. Mm. Take away his bait. And go get him. But eventually he does because Jim won't shoot him because he's not worth it, not worthy anymore. He ends up pulling his foot off the clutch and she gets yanked in half. And I'm not saying I want to see her get ripped in half, but I don't know. I feel like there was more that they could have shown to make that even scarier. Or even something like throughout the film. So my one of my biggest like issues with this movie is like the entire second act to me mostly felt like a cop action thriller yes definitely more than it felt like a horror movie and like he's very scary and he's a very scary killer but I think a lot of it felt like that because they didn't show the same like I guess nuance of a killer that they do in most slashers which is fine but when you have a killer Usually you see the kills, you know? Exactly. And in this case, they just hinted at how scary he was. And they did make him scary, but they just kind of like, you know, implied his brutality mm -hmm. without ever really like showing you his brutality. And I get that, that you could like pushing the envelope is kind of a, you know, gray area thing to do with ratings and 
depending on your audience and but like it did very much feel like one of those movies that you would put on and you'd watch it with your dad and he'd get all hyped up watching tv on Mm -hmm. like a sunday you know well that's actually what i was reading in trivia that's why it's so frustrating is they cut all of this stuff down because the studio wanted them to because they didn't want the r rating get the r rating at least you would have earned it I mean, it felt like it still would have had an R rating to me. Right. Especially with the implication that this girl was ripped apart by trucks. Yeah. It just wasn't, there wasn't a lot of blood that they showed. And especially with a girl being ripped apart by trucks, like there would have been a lot of blood. Yeah. So it just, you know, you were kind of left like wanting a little bit more. And you were also kind of wanting like... I, a little bit more of a horror feel for a film that was horror, but it it just also could have, this is definitely more of like a thriller than it is like, like a horror, but I know thriller is under the umbrella of horror. Like I totally get that, but it was very more like crime thriller, you know? Yeah. Especially because obviously he's not going to get away from this. So the cops have him now. So we have him in custody. We, talk to him we we've talked to jim we know that all this shit is happening so we're sending him off to prison and as they're transporting him once again michael myers he's not gonna fucking go to prison you know he's gonna bust out and so does jim and jim is like our lori strode like i'm gonna go check on this shit and of course he got out now we've got to have a shootout on the fucking highway yeah yeah it's very copy yeah what is nice is that it is like a sad you really want Jim to to prevail like mm-hmm. you have made some sort of relationship with this kid and you want him to kick this dude's ass basically and and now what's frustrating is the cops feel like they're safe with this guy they have him in chains they're fucking insane you know that he's killed multiple of your brothers right they're just like playing cards in the bus with him. Fucking not with idiots. him, but like near him. Next to him. Yeah. They're playing. So you're not paying attention. Yeah. They're playing cards with each other. And then he grabs one of their guns and then just wastes all of them. And he gets out and Jim was in the truck with a sheriff that was taking him elsewhere. And they did apologize to him and like, you know, sorry about all this. And how are you doing? And he's like, get the fuck out of the car. I'm going to go back and take care of this myself because y'all are never going to hold him. And the yet another reason why you're going to prison, because you just held up the sheriff and yeah. stole his vehicle and yep. his gun. Yep. But when he turns around, he's right. The guy got out and you, they have like a final shootout and you don't, it's really hard to tell, like, is Jim going to make it? Like you really feel like he is, but sometimes movies just be doing that, you know, Mm -hmm. like they do this thing where like, oh, well you, he, it has to be a happy ending. Jim has to win. And then he kills Jim at the end. And then the hitcher is still on the loose. You know what I mean? Right. Especially because, I mean, we didn't know this in 1986, but there's a whole series of the hitcher. So it's like, oh, okay. So did he get away or not? Right. But in this case, Jim runs him over and then goes to check and see if he's dead, which he gets up and he's not, which we kind of saw that coming, but then he turns around and like blasts him with a shotgun through the chest twice. There's no way because you see that go clean through his chest. 
Yeah, that like, was another scene where they didn't want the R rating because Jim was originally, he walked up to him and he like put the gun up to his head while he was laying on the ground and decided against it and walked away. He was going to shoot him, but the studio was like, no, it's too, he looks like a bad guy. No, he looks like a guy who understands the score. At this Double point. Double tap. Yeah, at this point, he's killed a bunch of cops, basically. Uh-huh. Like, let him look like the bad guy if it means killing the bad guy. Right. I'm Lord. so, like, I know this is 86, but I'm so t- fucking tired of studios putting their fucking shit all over things. Yeah. Yep. So, that's basically how that ends. And, like, again, I mostly made my comment of, like... It feels very like cop drama thriller. I guess not cop drama, but like crime thriller. But that being said, like the Hitcher is a very scary character. And even the mm-hmm. way he looks is very like icy, cold. Like they did a really good job like wrapping his character and personifying him, even in the actor choice. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Just stone cold, scary as shit just to look at, even though he's just a dude. Right, those icy blue eyes staring into you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. And then also Jim's character started out a very like naive kind of a I wouldn't say like a dunce kind of, but like you could definitely tell like he's just a random kid. And then at the end he's also kind of a badass, like a traumatized badass. <laughs> right. But still. So there was a, some good character development there also that I really liked. Nash's character Honestly, I know they needed to like tie someone up, but I honestly feel like she could have just they could have just added a girlfriend. Absolutely. Like he could have just they could have been going to fucking San Diego. Yeah. Like cuz it just didn't feel that significant even though he really liked her. It was almost like maybe trauma bonding, you know. Mhm. But Obviously, she didn't deserve to die, but it was just kind of like, meh. Right. Or give us more of something. Like, maybe she was the girl in the beginning before all of this fucking happened that he was flirting with or he was really getting along with her. Maybe he asked her on a date that night and you see that the hitcher was watching and then he tied her up. Like, give some emotional bond there. Yeah. And But other than that, I mean, it was a pretty good movie. Like, I'm glad I watched it. For me, it'd probably be like a three and a half. Like, a little bit better than a three didn't quite hit a four for me but i i did enjoy it i thought it was good and i thought the killer was really compelling yeah i thought he was fucking terrifying i really liked that he actually scared me and i'm one of those i know most people are scared by real figures i'm one of those who's scared by ghosts and things like that but so i don't often get like ted bundy doesn't scare me which is ridiculous but he doesn't this guy scared the fuck out of me that was great my only negative comment really is I feel like there was too many back and forths. It almost felt like the movie didn't even need, it was only like an hour and a half, but it almost felt too long sometimes. Like, oh my God, we're getting away again. But I also get that that's the premise, but I love road trip horror. He was fucking scary. I thought this was done amazingly well and four out of five for me. Yep. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it if you haven't seen it to add it to your list. And also, like, dude, the we were talking about this before we started. Men's fashion in like the <laughs> late eighties, 
with like the flannel and the leather jackets and the like mm-hmm. higher blue jeans and just top tier chef's kiss. He looked so good in this movie. Yes. The guy that played Jim loved that. This does have a f- pretty high rating on Rotten Tomatoes as well. It has a 62% critic consensus. Consens- consensus. Get it. it. Thank you. <laughs> and a 74% audience score with 25,000 plus ratings. So people do like this. And it's, you know, obviously people have had it on their list for a long time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. If you haven't seen it, we may be behind the curve on that. But, you know, if you haven't seen it. Definitely worth adding to your list. Absolutely. I agree. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today for this review of The Hitcher. If you would like to hang out with us on all of our social medias, everything is the Extra Sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. And if you would like to join our little Patreon family, you can head over to patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. And next time, the man of your dreams is back. Till then, stay creepy.